it's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. Been pretty sick lately. Thought it was the flu. You know, when you get the chills and then the sweats and you break out in fevers and then you got the chills again. And there's nothing you can do to make yourself feel any better. Not even warm soup. The only thing I felt that made me feel better was a hot bath, like as hot as I could take it. But in the middle of everything, I went to the oncologist who is my ovarian cancer doctor. And this is before all the flu symptoms showed up. The day before, I was perfect. And uh, he checked my labs and my labs came back with the number escalated, which is not good, which means that the pills that they have put me on are probably not working. I've been through chemo twice. They wanted to try the PARP drugs, their PARP inhibitor drugs that are FDA approved. And they pretty much have the same stuff in them as the second chemo I took. So by all rights, it should have worked. But it was pretty depressing, you know, to hear those words. Nonetheless, I said, should I continue taking the pills? They said, yes, until we can figure out what to do next. Or maybe we give it another round and see if it settles down. I said, all right. You know, you want to believe in your doctor. Of anyone in the world, even above your children, you want to believe in your doctor if it's a life-threatening situation. So the next day I woke up, I was still fine, and I sat down at my keyboard, and all of a sudden, I got cold as ice. I thought there was a breeze blowing on me somewhere. I don't know. I just don't know. I started to shake so badly that my jaw tightened up. I couldn't even talk. I couldn't record. I couldn't open my mouth. My shoulders hurt for hours afterwards because I couldn't stop the shaking. The ribs in my back hurt. Have you ever had that feeling where every part of your body hurts because you shook too hard and you can't control it from happening? That's when I elected to take that much-needed bath, and it did calm me down for sure. But I called the doctor, and I told him, you know, I don't feel well. And I said, I don't know what to do. I don't know if it's from the medicine. I don't know if I've caught the flu. Well, I didn't hear from him. I remembered back the day before when I saw him, he said to me, and this was Thursday, my girls will call you on Friday if there are any other number changes to your lab work besides the main CA-125, which detects the cancer. I said, okay. So I called the doctor. I emailed the doctor three times on Friday, not realizing they were closed for Good Friday. I based this upon him saying to me, my girls will call you tomorrow which was Good Friday. I finally got in touch with somebody somewhere in some other department. And they said to me, if you feel that badly and you need a CT scan, I, and I said, I don't want a CT scan. I need an MRI. So they finally connected me with my doctor, you know, through all those smoke signals that get passed back and forth between clinic and clinic. He was probably at home lounging in his damn bathtub. 
And he calls me and he says, look, if it's that bad, let's bring you in and do a CT scan. He says, but I have you booked for Thursday. I said, I can't wait till Thursday. I'm sick, like really sick. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. That's how sick I am. He says, go to the emergency room. I said, but I don't want a CT scan. I have metal hips and the CT scan can't see through the metal. So what's the point of me going? He says, your insurance company won't approve an MRI this quickly after having one last week. (sighs) I just breathed a sigh, you know, like if you can't beat them, join them. Maybe something will show up on the CT. So I went to the emergency room. And I laid there like a good girl as they put the IV in me and they started dripping water and they took my blood and urine and all the other crap that comes with it. They filled me with three liters of saline. I told them I'm having a problem with cancer. There are spots along the left-hand side that we're looking to see if they grew because the number went higher. So it's an indication that they must have. I said, we're looking at my hip, which is one of the ones I replaced, but I know when there's liquid in there that has to be drained out because it hurts. And I know my body well enough to know that it's time to drain that hip. All I wanted was to be able to see all of this on the CT scan. And then I said, I don't know where this came out of, like right field. I feel like I have a hernia in my groin area and my right thigh. Something isn't right. Like where in the world did that come from? I couldn't even close my legs or walk or get up without being in excruciating pain from this non-existent something or other that just appeared. Well, none of any of the above showed up on the CT scan. Why? Because my freaking hips were in the way. I was so pissed. So they said to me, we'd really like to admit you for the night because you've not got enough liquids in your system. You're dehydrated. I said, forget it. Like, I don't even trust this hospital anymore. I'll go home and I'll drink water. I didn't say that to them, but this is how I feel. I want a new doctor. I want new nurses. I want to get the hell out of the system I'm in because my original doctor left and went to New York and she's the only one that really understood how I think, how progressively I think and how well I know my body. And these people just went through the motions. Yes, granted, they were nice and they did what they were told to do. But I didn't tell him to do that. And I know he's my doctor and I'm not supposed to tell him. But God damn it, I knew they weren't going to see anything through those hips. What does it take a freaking rocket scientist to figure this out? So I went home. I waddled home, got in the car, not easily, blasted the heat because I was frozen solid. (sighs) Began to drink water. I ate something. To this day, this is now yesterday, and I still feel like shit. I woke up this morning to a text from one of the doctors at the hospital. Not one of my doctors, pray tell, God forbid. One of the doctors from the hospital ran my blood, and the message was, do not take any more of your cancer pills. 
So now I'm in a tailspin. Because if I don't have cancer pills in me, even though it looks like they may not be working, I am now sitting here defenseless against this disease. And do you know what that feels like? That's scary as shit. I feel like I'm a part of an Atari game. You know, those little mouths that keep opening and closing, except this time they don't open and eat. They open and throw up whatever they ate from you. So it's back in your system again. So I finally got in touch with my real nurse at the doctor's office who is not in clinic today, so I can't even talk to him. And she says, well, let me look into what the doctor from the hospital said. Hold on. So I'm holding on and I've lost all faith as I'm sitting there. I don't know how to tell my children. I'm supposed to go into town on Thursday to see them. And I will, you know, come hell or high water, but I don't know how to tell them that the cancer medication didn't work and that I'm flying solo right now and have them not freak out on me because I can't afford to have somebody around me freak out. I need to really stay strong and focused and figure this out. So she came back on the phone and she said, yes, as it turns out, your blood showed that your platelet count is way too low and you cannot continue to take this drug. Not until your platelets come way back up. And I said, well, how does that happen? She says, you just have to give it time. I said, well, I give it time. It's going to be eating me alive. She says, you can't think that way. You just have to have faith. Okay, thank you so much. I'm going to have faith in the doctor that continues to send me for the wrong tests twice in a row, who doesn't even call or pick up the phone to see how I'm doing. I have faith. Fuck you and your faith. God, I feel better for saying that. So now here I sit. I'm drinking water. I'm now noticing on the area where I feel that hernia and it's now sore on my thigh that there is some kind of an abrasion there, like a a reaction. And it's got to be from the medicine. Like it's bumpy and it looks like it's bruised and I I know I didn't do anything to cause this to happen. I mean, I wasn't riding motorcycles or anything like that that might cause injury, but it's raised and it almost looks like a burn. So here I want to call the doctor and tell them, but I know no one's going to listen. Have you ever had a doctor like that? Like, what the hell do we have doctors for? Maybe I should hang a freaking shingle and help everybody on the neighborhood. Like Mr. Rogers. I'd even wear a sweater. Swear to God. My team took over for me while I was in the hospital. Thank God for them. I met a man who went out of his way to come and help take care of me because he heard in my voice that I was listless and he was afraid I was going to kill myself by not drinking anything. This is before I went to the hospital. (sighs) Thank God he came over because all I could do was shiver and shake. And he kept covering me with blankets and wrapping his arms around me. And I kept trying not to breathe on him because God forbid I get somebody sick. I wore a mask the whole time I was in the hospital. I was just so afraid to get him sick. But it's good to have a friend like that. I'll tell you, when you're down and there is nobody, it's a heartache. Always have somebody Honest to God, I didn't have anybody until I met that man. 
And man, he stepped up to the plate. I only met him the night before when I was perfectly healthy. I went out for a drink with him. I wasn't sick. I looked good. I wore a short dress and high heels, my makeup, my hair. Everything was perfect. I decided to be brazen and I was going to go out to his country house the next day and just relax because I have an Airbnb here and I thought it would be nice to take the dogs and go and just live in the country for a couple days and escape. But that next night after I saw him, I started to go downhill and I said to him, you know, I hope you don't think I'm looking to make excuses because I'm not the type that will ever I'll always tell the truth, even if it's not anything you want to hear. But I'm telling you, there's something wrong with me, and I don't feel well, and I'm not sure how I'm going to feel in the morning, but can we play this by ear? No problem, honey. No problem at all. Woke up the next morning. I was like death. And I said to him, I don't know what to do. I'm too afraid to get in the car. It's too long a drive. I can't stop shaking. He says to me, do you have water in the house? I said, yes, but I can't open it. Because this drug caused skin allergies on the insides of my fingers, and I can't open anything. He says, what else do you drink? I said, grape juice. What kind of fruits? Grapes. Because they're easy. I can't peel an orange. A banana makes me sick. It's too filling. He says, yeah, but bananas aren't for the fillingness. They're for the potassium. He says, I'm hopping in a shower, and I'm coming out. And that's what he did. Thank God for him. He came out and on the way out, he texted me and he said, if you feel badly, why be at home with Airbnb guests coming in and out of your house? Pack a little bag, grab your dogs and their stuff, and I will drive you back to my house and we'll stay the weekend. And then I'll bring you back I'll spend the night and I'll go to work. And you know, without hesitating, I said yes, because I trusted him. You know how sometimes you just trust somebody? I don't know if it's because I just needed him. I really don't think so. I just needed to trust somebody. And he just happened to walk into my life at that moment. He knew about my cancer He knew about all my past. We talked about everything the night before, his past, my past. Nothing scared him away. He made the trip. It took him an hour and a half to get here. I showed him my house as I shook, (laughs) wrapped in a blanket and a bathrobe. And uh, he loved my house. He loved my dogs. I grabbed the blanket. I grabbed my suitcase. And he took them all out to the car, sat me in the seat, wrapped me up in the blanket, my dogs jumped on my lap, and off we went. I spent the weekend at his house. And every time he thought I shook, or he thought I looked pale, or something was wrong, he would be right there with something for me to eat, or something for me to drink, or a hug to make to warm me up. It was exactly what I needed. And now I'm here, you know, alone, and I'm scared and I'm nervous, and I can't get my doctor to write me back. So I called the insurance company, and I said, I want to know what your procedures are. If somebody has an MRI on February 7th, 
and then they wait a month and start a new drug, a new cancer drug that doesn't work. Do you allow someone to have an MRI a month later? And they said to me, as long as the doctor can provide proof that there is something going on and that there is a great necessity to have this done, yes, we will. Well, right there is when I wanted to bitch slap my doctor. Who the hell does he think he is? He wanted me to pay for the CT, which is now twice, which is out of my pocket, $1,400 each time. I wouldn't mind paying for the MRI, which was $1,800 each time out of my pocket, because at least I'd get results from that. But he didn't even take the time to try. And that's the part that just busts me up inside. (sighs) Wow. Okay. I need to get myself better. I need to hope this headache goes away. The chills. I'm normally not the type to complain. I swear to you, I'm not. I make fun of everything, including myself. I'm the most self-deprecating woman there is. But I just can't seem to find any humor in this. If you can, please share with me because I would love to laugh. You're tuned in to Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom, on iTunes. I know you wish me well, as I do for you. And let me remind you to please have your physicals. Oh my God, go have your physical. And if you have cancer running in your family, you ask your doctor and you make sure he is progressive, not an asshole like mine. My first doctor was my hero. This guy hides his head in the sand. You ask your doctor to perform a BRCA test. They'll know exactly what you're talking about. It shows if you have any symptoms or genetics towards breast cancer or ovarian cancer, especially your children. Have them have the test if you come up positive or your mom was positive that you know about because they need to know this. They need to be proactive as they grow up. My daughters, two of them tested positive, two tested negative. My son hasn't taken the test, which I keep bothering him to do so because it could be in his genetics and he could pass it on to his children. But that doesn't mean you go out and do something outrageous like have your breasts removed or your ovaries removed. You just watch yourself and you be proactive. You go for mammograms at 25 or 30 instead of waiting until you're 40 or 50. You get CA-125 blood tests at an early age to make sure you catch things before they happen. I wish I had known this when I was younger, but now, you know, I'm riding out this storm and it's not easy. It's just not easy. But I'll let you know what happens. I'll let you know if I hear back from my medical team, who I'm not happy with, as you know by now. I'll let you know what happens with the guy The poor guy. What if I just hope he didn't get sick? I really do. And my dogs loved him. It was just a sight to see. I guess because he had so many acres of land that they could just run and run and have such a good time that they they just trusted him. I don't know. Who could think like a dog? In case I was too busy being sick. The next episode I record, I promise, will be of a happier spirit.
I promise. Anything to say, please say so. On the iTunes page, there is a place to leave a message. Or, you know, click a star. Just let me hear from you. Thank you. I'm so happy you were here to listen to me. It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom.